Welcome to All, All the Fields. My name is Ashley. I'm Chelsea. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And this week we'll be spoiler heavy as we discuss Unreal. Like the TV show Unreal, not like reality being Unreal or like Unreal, the 90s MTV. This is not no. an existential podcast episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what she is saying. Thank you for saving me from that. I, I was spiraling. I was going too deep. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> then. This is a podcast about how fake reality television is so freaking addicting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, so let's go around and let's, because we, we've all seen Unreal, and we're all, like, highly addicted okay, to it. Okay, wait, I have to say that I watched almost the entire first season this Emily, weekend. You're killing me, Smalls. But I didn't finish it, but you guys are allowed to spoil it. Also, I apologize for all those texts I sent you guys this weekend. <laughs> no, but those texts were the best. They were. That's how you feel when you watch this show. Yeah. You feel equally awful, yeah. but it's like a, a camaraderie, right? It's a, it's a good show to live text. Through. Right. Right. It's crazy. It's, there's so much. And every time something happened, I wanted to be like, wait, can I text the group this? Yes. Yes. The answer is always yes. Always yes. It was me being like, this is awesome. This is horrible. This is awesome. I was like, am I horrible for feeling this way? Yeah. She was going through the rain. So should we clarify like what Unreal is? Yes. yes. Probably. Hannah, okay. why don't you do it? Okay. <laughs> so Unreal is this show that is a narrative, it's a fictional look at the making of a reality show like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I assume at some point we'll probably see something like that. But, you know, it's all about the producers who produce the show and how real or unreal uh, <laughs> the actual final product is. And, like, what they do to, like, get those, like, yeah. dramas. and Get yeah. those sound bites. Get those sound bites. Yeah. Oh, man. To find the wifey and the oh, villain. And like, the vil- you know, so they pick these girls to wifey. be, cert- to, like, you know, embody the roles certain, that they play. yeah, certain roles, and then they push them into embodying that role, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is so much manipulation. Oh, it I makes know. you so uncomfortable, yes. but it's, like... It's like, I can awesome. actually see them doing that, though. I mean... Well, see, now when they do I do that. that. That's what they do. So when I right? watch... how real is Unreal? Well, Ooh. pretty real, I think. Like, they probably can't say that this mm-hmm. is how it is. Right. But the people who created Unreal used to work on Bachelor and Bachelorette. So... Oh. It's pretty real, guys. So they might just, like, turn it up a notch for scripted television? Probably. But. Yeah, I mean, the, the drama in Unreal doesn't come so much from the horrible things that happen mm-hmm. on screen. It's mm-hmm. the horrible things that the people behind the scenes yes. do to get that drama. Like, watching Rachel struggle with the choices that she's making to mm-hmm. get these girls or the male man to do certain things is, like, it's heartbreaking. It's so conniving, too, though. Do I you mean, think you could do it? 
No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. But I, Rachel doesn't think she's cut out for it either. Like, yeah, she she's thinks she's a better person than but, that, but then she keeps coming back and doing but it. But also, at, like, this, at the same time, it takes, like, a huge, like, mental toll on her, too. I mean, like, mm-hmm. like she starts spiraling. Go ahead, Chelsea. No, I was just to have either of you watched the pilot, like, first episode of season two yet? Mm-hmm. No. 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 It's out? Yes. It came <laughs> yeah. back last week. <gasps> Dean and um, I so much catching up to do. Can I, like minor spoil the, the first episode yes yeah. because at the end of it you know Rachel and Quinn are gonna like we're gonna take on the world we're gonna take on Everlasting let me guess whatever. they don't <laughs> well no they do um so Rachel is well, because at the end of season one let's just recap Chet has been made a fool of yes right and so yeah. I'm assuming that he'll be taken off the show as executive producer yes so Quinn is the new Chet Rachel is the new Quinn Ooh. um and there's a bit in the first episode where Rachel is coaching Madison, who in season one, Madison is the intern, and she's been bumped up to, like, producer or something. She conned her way into becoming the producer. Yeah. Yes, right. that's what it is. Can we just pause for a quick second and say that Madison was my favorite character because <laughs> she was the only one uncorrupted until this last episode I just watched, and I was like, yep. no, they're she all ruined. Oh, yeah, she, she totally gets there. <laughs> she gets there. Sorry. But then Alex, at the same time, she's like, yeah. Yeah, like I was, I was kind of like rooting for her after that. Uh-huh. Though I was like, so you learned the game. You yeah. did this. Get it, girl. Um, but yeah, she Madison's the producer, and um, Rachel has given her the task of getting this really shitty sound bite out of one of the girls for the new. The, the girl like lost her fiance in a car crash, oh, and no. so there's like a bunch of questions that she wants Madison to ask this girl to like guide this girl into saying a certain thing manipulate her into saying that she killed her fiance all of these things okay and so this is the first time Madison's had to do this and you can just watch Madison's like not like she's crying and not handling it well but Rachel over here is like stone faced telling Madison exactly what to say like this is like the awful things you have to say all these things Madison gets the sound bite she throws up <laughs> oh no no <laughs> but then like she goes, that was awesome. And I was like, oh, Madison. So, you think Rachel, I don't think, feels bad anymore about what she's doing. I think she's reached that point of, like, well, Jeremy, I'm in a power I, position, and I can do whatever I want. Well, I mean, after, like, what happened at the end of season one, though, uh-huh. I mean, she's probably yeah. just, like, dead inside. Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck it all. Yeah, it's, it's like it's just, like watch the world burn. Let me help. Because Karen, because Karen just got her like into two different messes with two different dudes, mm-hmm. and you know why care if that's how it's gonna be? Although I hope there's like some sort of like redemptive arc to that, though. What do you mean? Like, I'm hoping that she like finds that she can still be a good person without like being a manipulative bitch or like or like or yeah. like find a way out of this poisonous relationship she has with her job. Well, I think the thing about Rachel, like if she loses that, then we lose what brought us into the show. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's somebody who's already far enough along on the road to being corrupted that mm-hmm. the show is not about. Or at least to me, it's not about like watching her become corrupted. Like that's Madison. Yeah. Madison mm-hmm. is Madison's the one we're watching yeah. get corrupted. But like Rachel, I think if she ever loses that humanity, that thing that makes her go, I can't believe I just did that. I need to like redeem myself by doing this other good thing. Then I think they'll have a problem. Personally, I mean, I didn't see the first episode, so yeah. I don't know. She's spiraling right now. 
And I don't know what can bring her back from the evil that she is. I mean, Jeremy's gonna be a dick throughout all of this. Jeremy is path—he's the worst one. He's on the worst. He's so bad. He's, he's the pathological. Worst. Like going to her mother's house at the uh-huh. end. Yeah, I mean, like he's just—he's a horrible no, dude. He didn't. <laughs> yep. oh, well, her mother dude. is crazy. Oh, She's oh, crazy. her mother. Yeah. Under the guise of helping other crazies, which makes it so much worse. I know. Yeah. And yeah. like she like self-diagnosed her daughter. Like that's mm-hmm. just like yeah. from like from like oh. like like I, from a mental health standpoint, I, I really love what Unreal does. Like it, it doesn't like it doesn't try to like cover over the fact that a lot of people have a lot of mental breakdowns and yeah. like they do need help and like I I both loved and hated that one storyline where they tampered with that woman's medicine. I was so angry. Yeah. I couldn't handle that, that episode. Was so I was so unhappy with Shia. Yeah. Yeah. I could not. Because she could, could she not. wasn't even like bothering to take responsibility for what she did. I mean yeah. in a big way she couldn't really face the fact that she did that and that the people on the show were basically helping her not go to jail. Mm-hmm. I think she wanted to take credit, like, take on blame, but the show was like, no, no, we're hiding you away. I mean, at the beginning, she was like, it, it well, was she had to look bad through the, the show, practice. though. I mean, like, from, Wait, that one more time? from the show's standpoint, it would have looked bad for the show yes. if if she did get arrested or She whatever. needed an yeah. arc of, like, I don't want to be like the arc of grieving, but it was like at first it was, but it kind of was. She was like denying that she did it, mm-hmm. and then she reached that place of like, oh, oh God. shit, I did this. But that was when the show hit her away. Yeah. Um, and then the other producer, the guy. Um, yeah, I I really like him too. Though. I like him, so but he can also be terrible. Yeah. But like all of them. Like all but, of them. But yeah, he basically was telling her, "We're hiding you for your own good, because the show will go down the moment you actually tell the public that we did this." So, so from y'all's standpoint, who is like the purest character by the end of the first season, or as far as you've gotten? Adam. Mm-hmm. Adam. Yeah. I think so. He still does his own shit. That's terrible, but mm-hmm. I don't know. He's yeah. He never pretended that he like, no. wasn't that. And Whenever he, he did shit, been, he owned it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that he's always been a very like he's been the voice of reason in uh-huh. a lot of in a lot of cases. But at the same time. Yeah, I think owning who he was is part of what made him and Rachel so interesting together because mm-hmm. they both were like kind of monstrous in some ways, but then but they wanted to be good people mm-hmm. and they were trying so hard to like redeem themselves and and come back from that monstrosity. So then, you know, when he did what he did. Did what he did, <laughs> then of course, like of course she becomes a total monster. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess since this is like a spoilery podcast, he pretty much ditches Rachel and goes to be well, he did just Rachel because yeah. Quinn tells him that she was in a mental hospital. Yeah, she had and he didn't bother breakdown. to ask anyone else. He just took it at face value. Yeah, he didn't take the time to explore, which was why I was so angry because I'm like, Adam, you're so much better than your choices right now. Mm-hmm. Why? So part of me felt like that was kind of shitty writing, but at the same time, I was like, Adam, why? But then, like, also, like, if, like, the executive producer who, like, is really close to Rachel tells him that... But he knows that she's a manipulator, which is why I felt like it was shitty writing. (laughs) Touche, touche. We know that he, we know that Quinn does shit. He should probably check in with, you know, hey, Rachel. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you should talk to Rachel. Well, I mean, like, by then, like, he's probably so so full of of doubt, he's like, well, can I trust her, though? So... Well, they're all manipulators. They're all watched manipulators. Rachel manipulate a million people. So, like, even if he asked her, could he have trusted her answer? No. He 
can't really trust anyone on that show. Except, we can't trust except anyone. For the, right. Except for the lesbian couple. I think that they're... <gasps> Faith. Faith. She's my favorite. I think, I, I think oh. she turned out to be, like, the purest one out of the whole oh, bunch. Yeah. She, this she, is her true. episode she was, was my favorite. Best. She was the She's best. So good. She has a little mini-series on Hulu that you can watch. Really? Yeah, she does. Like, the arc between the two seasons, they had Faith, and is it Amy? Yeah, I think so. Her partner, yeah. Yeah, they, like, go on a road trip to L.A., I think, or something, Aww. and she does, like, these fake video diaries to tell you what she's yes. doing. And oh, that's so cute. It's really cute. I have to go look at that. Yeah. It's really cute. She was the best. I love Faith, but I also can only take so much of her at the same time, just because it's a personality thing. I'm like, <laughs> you are so adorable. She's so pure. But the doses, I can't. I need it in small doses. <laughs> Oh, she's a necessary really foil good. to the rest mm-hmm. of them. Yes. Yeah, she's necessary. Yeah. I think that's partially why I think Adam came off as such a good guy is because he kept Faith on the show mm-hmm. and he kept her secret and he was just such a good friend to her mm-hmm. that, yeah, that really redeemed him a lot throughout the show. By association, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. That's true. So we've kind of talked about our favorite characters. Who do you hate the most? <laughs> It's a problem because I love hate all of them. I hate Chet. Chet uh, probably, but like there's a weird Shia. 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 Oh yeah, Shia's not good. I can like uh, after like that one episode where she tampered with 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 her meds. I can't. I just can't. That's a really good point. I hate Chet because I'm supposed to hate him because yeah. he's like he's representative of the man in Hollywood mm-hmm. who gets this stuff that he really doesn't deserve and then mm-hmm. there are all the women who are under him who are working their asses work. off yeah. and not getting the recognition for it. He reminds so, me a lot of uh, of Ari from Entourage. I've never seen it. I've never no. seen it. Yeah. Well, no. he does. Fair enough. Just saying. But I think that's... So I, I hate him because the show is doing something right and I'm supposed, supposed to, to hate him. him. Shia is a little different because, like, I don't know really where the show stood with her. They got the show, like, the narrative itself didn't like Shia, right? Right. Yeah. Is that kind of the sense that you got? Yeah, well, because Rachel doesn't like her. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. true. Right? That's true. But I also got the feeling that the show itself, like, the writers thought that Jeremy was a good guy for a long time, too, and he never, ever struck me that way. Mm-mm. He's always struck me as sort of, like, this kind of sociopathic bro. kind yeah. of creeper. Yeah. And But it was like everybody else... Like, the writers thought that he was okay, that he was a good guy. And that always kind of bothered me. Maybe I'm the only one who I don't know if I read it, like, the writers... I think the writers wanted you to believe he was a good guy up until you realized, oh, wait, Jeremy has his own bag of shit. That's problematic. Which, like, that's, like, the one thing that, like, throughout the the entire show, I was like, we don't get any history on on Jeremy whatsoever. I'm just like, what's up with this dude? Like, that—that—that that, that was like the red herring for me. I'm just like, there's something wrong with him because we don't know anything about him. We know everything about everyone else except him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, so I feel like it was supposed to be kind of a big surprise when he went to Rachel's mom's house. But it wasn't. End, but it really was not. It was like, okay, well, you're just revealing yourself. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, oh, finally, I understand. Like, and yeah. He was a dick the entire time. Yeah. He has a fiance. Yep. He was and, really cute and nice. And yet he still sleeps with Rachel. And then he like blames Rachel yeah, for all Yeah, he didn't feel bad him. about it. He didn't feel any guilt no. at all about he blames about Rachel for everything. And I'm like, wait, dude, you made choices too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You made a lot of choices. Yeah. So it's actually basically all your fault. Yeah, it's not like mm. Yeah. <laughs> all of that stuff was his fault. Oh my god. Yeah. And at the end, just that whole oh. Yeah. Just like Getting down on one knee. 
Like, that's manipulative. Yeah, it is. I mean, if he was just pissed off, then that would be one thing. But that was, like... Yeah, that that was one step further. That was when you could tell that and, he was, like, pathologically and like, wrong. He did that just so that Rachel would go off the deep end, just so he could go running back to her mother. I mean, like, I just... What does he, what does he expect? Like, does, does anybody have any ideas on, like, what he expects to get out of discrediting Rachel to the point where... I think he just wants to ruin her life. And you'll see more of that. In the first episode of season two, so it's not Ooh. like it's not like if I ruin her enough, then she'll come back to me and stay with me because no. she's like so beaten no. down that she has no choice. He just wants to destroy her. He just wants to destroy her. Is it because like she destroyed him at some point? I can't. T- I, I don't know. I just know he continues to like harass her and be a, a terrible human being, and like Rachel wants to fire him, but Samuel's like, well, we have to watch this because then you're gonna have a sexual harassment on you. On you, and they were really into lawsuits. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, those sets are so like incestuous, you know. Yes. You're with these people day in, day out, mm-hmm. for months at a time. So, of course, you're gonna get into relationships, like, because mm-hmm. you just can't help it. And you're surrounded by booze and people, you know, making up, making mm-hmm. out, and doing other oh dirty gosh, things. It reminds me, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But it kind of does, just because, yes. um, well, Bachelorette is back right now, mm-hmm. and so once you've watched Unreal, you can't watch Bachelor <laughs> and Bachelorette the same way, because no. they give you sound bites or something happens, and you're like, I know exactly what the producers like had to do to this character to get that sound bit, which that's what they are, they're characters. I was going to say, you're calling them characters, they're not, not people. They're not people, they're characters. Like, mm-hmm. they're high, they're... They're probably interviewed and casted as like, oh, we know what we can get out of this person. Mm -hmm. So there was this guy, um, Chad. He's scary. Chad. Yeah, uh, uh uh-huh. He's gone now, thank God. Well, gone. The promo for the next episode shows him showing up again, even though JoJo has told him to go away. Of course. Of course. Because he's scary, and he's a bear, and he's a monster. But there was this huge... A bear? Like a rawr like, bear? Like he's big and muscly oh. and scary, and he threatens like all the guys that he disagrees with, which is, spoiler, everyone. Oh. Um, like he's threatened, he threatened some of the characters that he would like beat them up after the show, and yeah, <laughs> it's a thing. But uh, He sounds I, like a winner. <laughs> yeah, right? Like when he, every time he got a rose, I was like... Production. There it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Production. Um, but the reason I bring it back is because there was a conversation we had in the office, because yes, we all discussed this in the office, about how the producers made it like such a big thing that Chad was eating food like all the time in this cut series. Like all the guys were like making fun of him for eating. And I told them, I'm like, you know they starve them, right? Like they will purposely not put out food and only feed them alcohol. So I'm sure Chad saw food and was like, I'm going to eat while I can because who the fuck knows the next time they're going to give us food on set. And they're like, really? They starve them? And I'm like, guys, in Unreal, there's literally a dialogue line in the first episode where it's like, starve the villain, take care of the wifeies. Mm-hmm. So if you're like not getting food, you're going to eat it when it's there. And who knows how much he was really eating. They can cut back and forth him eating food as yeah. many times as they want. Because he might I not mean, have even had that much food. It just looked that way. I mean, like, editing is is magical. Uh-huh. So. Also, when I was watching, when I heard that line, I was like, oh, that's how they would get me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just ice cream all the time. No, no they, I, I get so hangry. Oh, yeah. 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 Right? Well, yes. Yes. That's, you, you only give them alcohol, no food. 
Like in the it's a recipe for disaster. In the premiere of The Bachelorette, one of the guys gets so drunk he strips and jumps in the pool, and he still got a rose because production. production. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like so once you've watched in real and you watch Bachelorette, you're like, oh, this is not a stretch. This is really real. Yep. It's not which, a joke. Which is scary, though. It's like we as consumers watch like these people being manipulated, and we enjoy it. Like, what does that say about us? Well, I mean, we don't know they're being manipulated. I don't know I how mean, much of the population realizes how much manipulation is behind mm-hmm. these reality televisions. No. Yeah. I mean, they, most people don't they, quite realize no. what's going on. I mean, they, they know that it's not, like, you know, totally, completely candid. Because, of course, I mean, they're setting up these dates, and they're flying them to Bora Bora right. or whatever, and they're putting them in a bedroom for a night or whatever. So mm-hmm. they recognize, like, that level of manipulation. Yeah. But I don't think most people recognize the level of, like, somebody sitting behind the camera and saying, you know, feeding them mm-hmm. stuff or asking just, or the, asking right just the right question to make them break in one way or the other. Yeah. That's just, oh, that makes my skin crawl so much. Uh-huh. Cause like someone who can like know, like know what buttons to push in what order. That's just wait, but that's why we love Unreal. We so love <laughs> like them getting really dirty and manipulative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like we can't do that. No. Well, well we, we can, can watch other people do it. Yeah, I think that I think that's why like we love Mean Girls so much too. To be completely honest, I mean, y'all like Mean Girls, right? We well, yeah, but what do you? What's your? Because like. Like, Katie turned into this manipulative bitch, pretty much. And, like, it's just... Yeah. Like, like, like we all could go there. But right, we, but we don't. It's like a revenge fantasy, it. almost. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's like we, we like, enjoy, like, watching other people do bad things to other people because we know that we're not too good, but we have, like, a consciousness that would stop us most of the time. Yeah. I guess. I would have to be broken to be as mean as they are. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't either. I most of them probably have been broken well we like watch Madison. i think we watch rachel break and like like she's already broken but you watch her really break in season one there's no going yeah. back there's no going back because you see in season two that she's like empty inside and is enjoying manipulating these girls whereas in season one you at least see her feel bad about it a little bit yeah, yeah. i don't think season two rachel would take care of faith the way she took care of faith in season one oh, mm-hmm. that's that's really sad that that kind of reminds me okay going going really nerd here um, like when you talk talk about like breaking a character, like there's a there, there's a part in there's a part in Dragon Age Origins where like you have you have the choice whether or not to like keep Alistair, who's like one of your one of your love interests, who's going to go be king maybe someday. You have a choice whether to um to to like keep him soft and keep him like emotional and feely, or you can like is is what you call hardening. You can like harden him to like make him be a stronger king later on. So it's like it's it, it like reminds me of that how like like sorry yeah so <laughs> I forgot where I was going with that but well it's just like what kind of person are you going to become yeah, yeah. I mean you are put in a set of circumstances and basically certain people are going to become one thing and certain people are going to become another thing. thing and I think people get stuck in like the reality television thing because mm-hmm. they find out they're cut out for it and other people cut and run when they're interns like Madison like they figure it out but they can't handle it and they or, don't want to stay or, or Madison and you realize you love it right or they or they stay and then they and then they get stuck and you they know? become evil right dun 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 because you watch her in the first episode of season two and you're like I 
like, oh, she's going to hate everything. Oh, wait, she loves it. Oh, fuck, what's happening? Oh, I cannot wait to watch it. Yes, I need you all to watch it. That's going to be my guilty pleasure tonight. Wait, so can we all really quick talk about the relationship between Quinn and Rachel? Yes. I love it. And just, like, how... It's a power relationship. I love Uh it. Uh I love it. I mean, you don't see... So, there's, you know, a huge call for female friendships on the screen and in books and whatnot, but we, like, we don't often see manipulative relationships between women mm-hmm. and when we do it's there's an older woman and she's you know taking the innocent younger girl into a Devil bed Prada. It's a very oh, clear or cut. that sure yeah. but I'm like yeah. you know like the older devious lesbian who mm-hmm. like you know, oh yeah that's like the that, those are like the emotional manipulation relationships that we see but you don't see relationships like Walter White and Jesse from Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Not often. Reflected in female relationships. Because, so, like, obviously we're too soft for that kind of relationship. Right, yeah. We could never, like... We should never be manipulative or, like, strong or powerful or any of that. No. Never, ever. Yeah. No, never. Well, and if we are, it's, you know, because we're... We're seen as, what, bitches? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, just not real people. Mm-hmm. So... I, I mean, it's scary that they're like that and that they play with people's minds and emotions that way, but I think that's one thing that's so... It's still, like, empowering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think that makes them, like, really strong characters or really weak characters? Well, they're strong characters. Well, yeah. I mean, like, 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 strong as in... <sighs> never mind. Just no, never mind. I can't, I, I can't voice it. <laughs> Sorry, sorry guys. I I meant like strong as in like, not mentally strong because obviously they're mentally strong, but like, with a strong moral compass or. What do you think? I think they do have a strong moral compass, but their morality is pointed in a different direction. Okay, explain what you mean. Like, like they, everyone's morality is different. Like, I might think one thing is bad, but you might think that same thing is worse. Whereas, like. I think both, um, both 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 Rachel and Quinn they have like because they're broken they have like redirected their their moralities pretty much and like this might be bad but this makes it good so it makes them so they like find justifications for for certain things that make it seem like it's okay yeah it will it it, it makes it to them seem like it's not bad at all like it's just right it's it's, it's a means to an end and, them, and yeah. if the end is good then who cares about the means well that's like when they brought in. Um, Mary's abusive mm-hmm. ex-husband and they were like oh but she's going to be getting closure yeah. out of this so exactly. that's what makes it okay I don't know I mean I see the I like agree with what you guys are saying but I don't know if I would apply morals to this mm-hmm. well it's like oh it's because I it's more like justification I feel, yeah, to doing bad things yeah I feel like they throw they, yeah they throw their morals out the window I don't think they really like I think they're aware of what they're doing is bad. They just don't care. Mm-hmm. And depending on the situation, they come up with an excuse as to why it's good. But 99% of the time, that excuse is it's going to make good television, which, again, has nothing to do with morals. It's just like, I want to do better for me, and this is what I have to do to do better for me. And if they do come up with an excuse, like bringing Mary's husband on a set to mm-hmm. give her closure, yeah. it's because they need to be able to use that excuse. And normally it backfires. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. do you think Quinn and relationships good or bad? Or both? 
Wait, say that one more time. Quinn and Rachel. Mm-hmm. Sometimes their relationship is really great and supportive, and sometimes they're just manipulating each other like they manipulate everyone else. Yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. totally destructive. Right. Destructive. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, like, they should get out of each other's it's, lives It's now. an abusive relationship is what it is. Yeah, it's horrible. I get better in season two. <laughs> God. It's funny because since I haven't seen the end of the season, and you're talking about the next season mm-hmm. too, it sounds like so much of how it ends sets up what they want in the second season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're being manipulated, guys. <laughs> no, wait, we are being manipulated, <laughs> actually. We are. Like, the whole thing with, like, uh, keeping Jeremy's backstory a secret and, and, like, and like how we see things in a certain order. And Do you think that that's a secret or is that just an oversight? I think it's a secret. I think it might be a combo. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I feel like the more he's going to attack Rachel the more at some point she's going to want to do something to destroy him. So that might be the moment that something from his past comes out. Or his, like, ex-fiance could get pissed and do something. But she actually seems sane, so... Yeah, the she's only person... Like, yeah, one of the few sane people. Because she, like, leaves, right, at mm-hmm. the end, and she's like, okay, done now. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Because <laughs> she was only there for him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He got her the job on the yeah. set. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. That... that is one of those things that I just don't know if that's an oversight. Because all we really know about him was that he had dated the blonde before Rachel, and then Rachel went crazy, and then he went back to the blonde, and they got engaged. But, like, why did Rachel... Like, I I, I have a feeling that Jeremy was part of the reason Rachel went crazy. Like, I just... I I have this feeling that that, there is something... Well, we kind of see some of that in season one. Yeah. I can't remember all of it. Yeah, like, why did she ultimately go crazy? Well, because I think, if I'm rem- what I can remember properly, and Emily, you've watched it most recently, so you might know more, but I feel like what we see is like her really struggling with the morality of what she's doing, and I think Jeremy, at that time, was trying to be supportive of the, let's get out, let's get out of here, let's stop doing this, but she was at war with herself, and... It just spiraled because she didn't know. For it. Yeah, like she didn't really know what to do with herself, and that's why she went and broke, and destroyed the season finale, and then also got them the highest ratings ever. <laughs> that always confused me. Did they put her on TV? No. Did they put her breakdown? Okay. No, they address that in like a few lines of dialogue, basically saying because the they fiance asks, "Did you air this?" And they're like, "No, we cut it out to make it look like the ex." Right, like the guy, the girl that he was proposed not going to propose to went crazy and did all this stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that's the rest. That's the other like mm-hmm. manipulative aspect. They can cut her breakdown out completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I love how they're in. The producers are in every scene, but never seen. Well, yeah. that's like one of the best parts is you watch them in the editing room. You see what they like. You can. They show what they're filming, and then they're in the editing room, and you see what they cut out to make the characters' dialogue look a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. And they're sitting right next to the camera. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Not even, like, interviewing, but just, like... No, like, one of the best um, ones you see that is with uh, Anna. After her dad passes away, Mm -hmm. she runs away. They bring her back, and she says all this stuff to the cast and crew, more or less, not the girls themselves. But when you watch them edit it together for their little promo reel, it looks like she's, like, cussing all of the girls and Adam 
was like, my question with reality TV, TV was always like, how much do the people on the show realize is like being negatively portrayed about them while they're on it? And how much is it later when the show airs and they're like, oh shit. Well, yeah, because they have no access to their phones. They yeah. don't watch the show when it airs. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like that episode where... Um, what would you watch one when of, it airs? They well, watch it each night? No. no. Well, they well, watch it on Everreal. Yeah, Everlasting like, is different. Yeah. It's like airing as they're still in the yeah. production. But, but like, like most of the time, it's, it, it's, it's post. aired post. Yeah. Right. Because right. then they have the whole story they can work with. Yes. And make arcs and such. Yeah. Yeah. But like, there's that one episode where the girl gets hold of the magazine. Yeah. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. Where Rachel sort of commandeers that. And that's like their first look at what's going on in the outside right. world. So. So in Everlasting Land, they're airing it as they're filming it, basically. Yeah. But in real life, Bachelorette and Bachelorette have, like, like, Bachelorette's done. Yeah. They're at home watching episodes. Like, one of the guys in the promo was like, I can't wait to watch myself when it airs. <laughs> and they have, like, non- non-disclosure agreements and they yeah. can't talk about it at right. all. Or, but it's yeah. the same effect, right? Mm-hmm. Because whether the show, whether the episodes air as they're filming or whether they air after, they still are not allowed any access to media any access to, like, you know, anything to show them what's going on in the outside world. But it's a little bit different in Everlasting just because their story arcs, they're being portrayed with no idea, like, as it's happening. Yeah, but they still have no control over how they're portrayed regardless. Mm -hmm. That's true. Regardless of when it airs and when they watch it. They're just fodder. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that they signed up for that, but there's that it's whole, like... It's gotta be in their contracts. Yeah. yeah. Their con- like, and that's why I feel like they have to be aware that they're being manipulated to some extent, or that they're being portrayed one way or the other. Because I'm sure their contracts tell them, like, this is going to happen. I just don't get why well, anyone is saying Well, it, it probably just doesn't, like, tell them, the like, language, point blank, but the language is probably really, like, murky. Well, yes. So. But also, I feel like... Maybe you're so sucked down the rabbit hole, but shouldn't you be able to tell from what kinds of questions they're asking you? Like, oh, this is what yeah, they're going to do. Yeah, but you're hungry and you're tired and you're well. Like that's the thing. You're you're falling down the rabbit hole, so you probably won't always tell. Mm-hmm. But there's got like, or, or maybe your your sister is sure and you just want it. I know you yeah. just accept it. I mean, to go on these shows, you have to know. You have to want it. Yeah. Same with like what what is that like house. Um, Big Brother? Big Brother. No, nah, not, not Big, Big Brother. Brother. The, real World? Yeah, Real World. Like, they all knew going in there. And, like, yeah. they, they, they put, like, certain people in because they knew they would brush up against each other. I think the conclusion here is mm-hmm. that we would be terrible on a reality show. We would. <laughs> but we really enjoy watching the behind-the-scenes bits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. I mean, yeah. the behind-the-scenes are the best parts, I have to say. So, do y'all have any, like books that y'all like like as in closing do y'all have any like re- books about reality tv or like youtubing filming like my my like favorite Aww. is uh is for real by allison cherry oh. it's it's pretty great that's a reality what? tv road trip of like two best friends and they go on a oh that sounds awesome yeah it's kind of like the an amazing race sort of deal that's that really sounds cool, cool. interesting yeah. i should read that yeah it's pretty cool I can only think of like a few books that I haven't read that I know deal with reality television. Uh, Heather Demetrius has one. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I can't. something real. Some t- it's like something real. It's not, I think it is something I think that's real. What it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a girl dealing with the fact that her it's I think was inspired by 
either Johnny Cake Buffet or the um, one of the families that have a million people. Oh, I, I, I read that one, and, like, no, no, I, I read one where, um, where they're, like, there's like seven kids and they follow their uh, their like their their life story through like seven different years and oh interesting you know, I don't I don't language. think that's how there's I mean I just know that it's focuses on the teen girl and dealing with the pressures of being on TV Oof. yeah it's like she has her own reality show. yeah her family does kind of thing yeah oops no I thanks read that. Yeah, yeah no I love Heather so I want to read it at some point mm-hmm. yeah that's the only one I can think of too. I know that there's another one from, I don't know which imprint at Macmillan, but it has to deal with reality te- television too, I think, which you wouldn't have expected it based off the cover. It's like the one that like looks like an eye or like a, <sighs> I can't describe it. It's, it's like no white, idea. it looks like it's either an eye or like a... <laughs> Maybe our like, listeners will know. This, this, this is like charades. And this is good. <laughs> Tweet us. Yeah, tweet us your favorite reality uh, television books, your favorite... There's um, gotta be more of them. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's a bunch of them. There's, like, Taste Test by Kelly Fiore. Yeah. And um, uh, Life in a Fishbowl, mm-hmm. which coming is coming out next, in the, year. Yeah, next year. And, uh, yeah, there's, like, a whole bunch of them. So, y'all, tweet us your favorite ones and follow us on the Twitter at AllTheFieldsYA and rate us on iTunes, please. And watch Unreal. And watch oh Unreal. And tweet us your Unreal Come feels. down the please. rabbit hole with us. Just, just fall into a deep, dark, sultry depression. Yes. <laughs> and until then, um, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.